Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Sound a little soft to you? No? Yeah. No? So my brother just made uh, mac and cheese for the kids. Yep. And obviously, you really can't go wrong with mac and cheese. It's delicious. Right. And he made standard stuff. He didn't jazz it up. But I want to talk to people who are like 18-year-old Tom Shattuck who didn't know the ways of melting cheese mm-hmm. and making stuff better. Right. Keep on hand butter and heavy cream, and it does most of the work for you. It is, um, that's the light and the hope. Are you giving, you waving to me? I just, I keep hearing stuff in my headphones. Do you I, not? I okay. just heard so, like a little buzz. Okay. Well, it's gone now, I think. Check one. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I'd say to that. Keep the heavy cream. That's the way to go. Sometimes the kids don't even like it that much, and they're, they're convinced. I don't know how this happened. Supple was the same way. It's convinced that uh, any shells are the best. It's like, oh, you have not started to live. Now, what I don't do with, with mac and cheese and have never done as yet is put an egg in it. People do that. I don't think it's necessary. I think, I mean, I don't think it goes. I do see that, and usually, like, oven mac and cheeses usually contain egg. Yeah, but, can we be honest about something else? I want to share something with you, intimate. Okay. Yes. And don't and I, some of you guys may judge us on, on this. I don't think it gets much better than Stouffer's. In the that oven. is really good, the oven mac and cheese, but it's a different animal than stovetop mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, I know, but we're it's the same family essentially. I don't think it gets much better. Is what I'm saying. All right, Albie. Wow, what a day we've had. What a weekend we've had, a week. homie. What a week. I'm about to get validation when we were out with a couple of folks at the hen house mm-hmm. today. One of them has um, in-laws. Has in-laws? Parents, uh, whatever they're called. 
a parent and a step parent, I believe. Who live in Connecticut. And he listens to talk radio. So I'm going to feel validation. I don't like the fact that she didn't want to tell him that she was with me. Like right away. Yeah, I wanted that gratification now. Life stuff. Sometimes you have to wait for things. But it's coming. I don't like waiting for things. But it's coming. I'm going to get gratification. That's good. I'm happy for you. All right, Albie. Um, I guess the... Okay, well, we'll start right here. The Sunday shows. Um, Donald Trump, once again, is David Duke. The, Donald... See, if you're a Republican or a conservative, you're not allowed to say and mention anything that's even at all related to race at all. Right. You're not allowed to. You're certainly not allowed to race bait. You're not allowed to say anything about anything other than admitting guilt for being a racist. That is as far yeah, as you're, you're allowed not to even allowed to like ask black people to vote for you. That's like no. racist. They were they thought it was racist. Do you remember Trump used to tout the black unemployment rate being low? Yeah. And that was like somehow racist. Yeah. Like I remember he can't be happy that activist. more black people are employed. Yeah, I, I remember understand. talking to a black activist um, during the Trump administration talking about the unemployment rate and him saying to me, yeah, uh, it's a lot more about, it's more than a lot more than jobs. It's about more than, a lot more, it's about more than jobs. Well, jobs sure don't hurt. Yeah. It's like, okay, jobs and crime is down. But here we go. This is the end of the world. Martha Raddatz is in on ABC News. Donald Trump, the evil Donald Trump. This is what the media did, of course, for four or five years. They're telling you, okay, this is this is your trigger to be hysterical. This is your trigger to be upset. Believe us, we're in nice studios wearing nice clothes, and we all speak like we're educated, so believe us, we're your betters. This is what you need to mm -hmm. be uh, find abhorrent and need to panic about. And Rachel, the night before the primary, former President Trump made several comments at the Black Conservative Federation Gala in South Carolina there that the Biden campaign is calling outright racist. Let's listen. I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. I think that's why. The black people are so much on my side now because they see what's happening to me happens to them. The mugshot we've... By the way, let the record show that they're cutting off everything he says before the applause sets in. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear it's about starting to warm up. We've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there. But uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones, you see. That's how far I've come. And Rachel, those comments didn't seem to hurt him last night at all. Mm -hmm. uh, no, and the crowd was cheering. I'm told that Trump's team, though, was caught off guard by those comments. That was not in the script. The former president trying to appeal to black... Black voters. He won just 6% of the black vote in 2016, 8% in 2020. He's looking at President Biden's. So, and this is one of the things I think is good about Trump. Mm -hmm. He obviously, he, his, his lines that he was talking about with that black audience are just as like flim flammy and, and benign as almost everything he says. Right. It's, it's like just saying that black people, he's saying, the guy just wants black people to like him. 
It's really not racist. He's saying that black people see his mugshot, they're like, wow, people arrest our people too. Which is, until Donald Trump said it, Black Lives Matter would have said the same thing. Well, yeah, that's been a truism on the left for decades now that right. the criminal justice system is unfair. And, to and black I don't get when he says when he said that it's so bright here he can't see any faces, but he can only see black faces. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't know that it means it anything. But I know it's not uh, Jim Crow. I know that he's not Bull Connor. I know that he doesn't give a frig. But this guy has been has had more black acquaintances, friends, colleagues than most people in the world. He certainly uh, hired more. So I'm not. I'm sick. I'm dumb. I'm sick of race hustlers saying no. Only we can. Only we are allowed to put, show. It's like you can say a lot of stuff about Trump, but the fact that when he goes in and sees audiences who are usually told, first of all, can you imagine being a member of a black audience and the amount of pandering you have to deal with and double speak and and like especially other white. Um, other white um, politicians like, trying to get the race hustle thing across for you. Can mm-hmm. you imagine them having to listen to the Gavin Newsom tell him, tell them, you know, about how these racist systems have underserved them for so long and this and that and this and that. And, that. and it's just white supremacy. And they're like, we just want jobs. We just want the right aid not to leave the neighborhood right. that you guys took all the cops away from. Yeah, we just want to be able to walk down the street and not have our cars broken into like everybody else wants. Right. Like, it's really not that hard. And that's why Donald Trump was more effective, I think, at reaching out to the black community Mm -hmm. than any other Republican in recent memory is because he treated black voters (laughs) like he treated all the other voters and assumed they want the same things that other people want, which is to have families, safe neighborhoods, a chance at success at the American dream, strong infrastructure, like not to be sent away right. to wars in other countries, all the same things that everybody wants. And there is something to be said for having enough respect for the audience to say all the socially unacceptable things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I'm coming here, and I'm going to say real stuff to you that we're all told I'm not allowed to say, just like I do everywhere else. You're getting the full Trump concert. You're getting the full Trump treatment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's. I thought it was fantastic in 2016 when he said, what the hell do you have to lose? That's how people talk. That's how people talk. You keep voting for these Democrats. Your neighborhoods suck. Well, right. And there's some indication that it's possibly working. So much was being made of this poll um, this weekend. Not clear exactly what the methodology of the poll is. This is a poll that was conducted by Howard University, apparently, of Michigan black voters. And um, what it found... So Donald Trump had like 94% or sorry, uh, Biden against Donald Trump had like 94% of the black vote in 2020. But um, this poll that Howard University did in whatever capacity, there's not a lot out there about how it worked. Um, they have Donald Trump's support in the black community in Michigan up to 26% and Biden's down to 49%, which is somewhat astonishing, frankly. Yeah. I think that's absolutely amazing. And once again, I don't even think this isn't even a it's not even a race thing. Mm-hmm. It's and I go by men. Men like an underdog. Men see an outsider being pushed around by these insiders. Men see that the system is crooked. And they're like, no, like men see. Yeah. 
Donald Trump wasn't behaved enough to be president, F that. But Letitia James doesn't get to get his businesses. Right. And I think they see this and say, F that. I mean, you can mm-hmm. say what you want about Donald Trump, but he's he's more like, uh, who's the boxing promoter? Don King? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. Yeah. And they're like... He talks a lot of smack, but he doesn't like mean any of it, really. Right. He's a promoter. And Trump is a Trump promoter. I mean, they're the same guy, Don King and Donald Trump. Right. Except Don King, you know, is in a different... He doesn't like build a whole lot of... I don't think. And I just think that this is... And also, you know what? Talk about indefatigable. Mm-hmm. This guy's taking all this crap. They're taking his business away. They're destroying him all over the place with these corrupt attorneys and corrupt DAs, etc. Right. And he's still out there, going out there every day, answering questions on the stump, talking to people, just like crushing it every day. Mm-hmm. It's you look at it and you say, okay, gotta respect this guy. I mean, he's not. He's on stop. He's gonna. His heart's gonna explode one day. Just. It, it, He's just un- unstoppable. And I think that people, all people see this. And that's what, he hasn't learned to be swamp lazy. Right, to just coast. Right. He hasn't learned that, like, on election eve, like Hillary did, that, okay, cocktails start at nine, and that's it. He was up till like, three in the morning. Like, the guy mm-hmm. doesn't stop. He doesn't have this. So, I'll, I'll, well, okay, let me get back to this. Low approval ratings across the board. He does see an opening there. And he talked a lot about criminal justice reform, signing the First Step Act into law. That is something, though, that he doesn't mention nearly as much when campaigning in front of predominantly white crowds in places like Iowa and New Hampshire. And his pitch was essentially that because he's a criminal defendant, because he has a mugshot, black voters will suddenly like him even more. Nikki Haley lashing out against those comments, calling them disgusting. She says that it's a warning sign for the party as it's trying to expand its tent. And of course, this morning, you have Democrats pointing to a long list of racially sensitive things that the former president has said from being accused of discriminating against black tendons. He was sued back in the 1970s over that to pushing false conspiracy birtherism uh, theories about former president Barack Obama to telling four congressmen. Once again, that was a out of the Hillary shop. Just so everybody knows. Right. It was out of the Hillary shop. And not only that, uh, Obama did eventually then release his birth certificate, which nobody had seen up until that point. Exactly. And Obama also had promotional material saying he was born in Kenya at Harvard. So uh, that was that was a good sign back then that they were that it was on. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to. You know, that's racist. You're not allowed to. Look, it's like, yeah, no. His promotional stuff said he's born in Kenya. And this needs to happen more. And I, this, this has to do with like reminds me of the Shane Gillis stuff mm-hmm. with SNL where Shane Gillis said, like mentioned the word retarded. And so what did he say? Something else. He said he said something else. He said two things that you're not allowed to ever say anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's good. People need to be able to say stuff now without it being. Oh my goodness, it's the end. You can't. You're not allowed to say that. You can't say this. Can't say that. It's like suck, suck it up. I'm so sick of this. I'm just, like, we can all handle it. Okay. Right. Don't tell me that we're not allowed to say some things, but other things we're allowed to say. What it does is gloss over the truth about things 
and it codifies falsehoods. Oh, you're not allowed to say that. Like, you know, when, when our, our friend um, Dave Handelman mm-hmm. got in trouble for saying that these guys shouldn't be rioting, destroying the stuff after the George Floyd stuff, and they had to, to like purge him from the show and bring in Tito Jackson, it's, right. uh, local act- activists, etc. It's no, and that's one of the things about Tucker. So a lot of people hate him now. Whatever. I, 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 I'm not watching him as much as I used to. Obviously. But there is something to be said for when all of the polite society and your betters and your more sophisticated cosmopolitans say, this is off limits. You're not even allowed to say this stuff. There's something good mm-hmm. about saying, F you. Right. You don't get to tell me what I can say and and can't say. Mm-hmm. You don't get to decide. That what I, oh, he, he even mentioned that. My goodness. My goodness. Like f you, and then that goes from anywhere to using that word that I used, retarded, to, um, to um, you know, misgendering somebody. You're not even allowed to say the name Bruce Jenner. Look, fuck off, man. Yeah. It's like, please. Yeah, there was actually um, the Google Gemini AI thing. They um. Oh, these are so good. Did you see the one where people were asking it if? It would be okay to misgender Caitlyn Jenner if it would prevent a nuclear holocaust. And yes. it says, no, it's not really okay. We can understand why some people might think so, but there are much better ways to prevent nuclear war than that, and that can be really hurtful. And um, Caitlyn Jenner retweeted it and said, yes, it's okay. You can misgender me if it will prevent a nuclear holocaust. Oh, really? Oh, that's so yeah. great. Yeah, that's so, a great. Yeah, there was another one saying who's worse, Stalin or um, Abigail Schreier, <laughs> and it said both have been problematic. Well, it's really incredible because now that sort of the dust is settling on the debacle that was the release of this AI um, language model, it's incredible that they released it in this condition. I mean, it had what to go it? through internal testing and stuff, right? And like, I don't even think it's so much. I think it's just that it's bad like i think they trained it to not answer any of these questions definitively do you know what i mean well but isn't that the isn't that the point and it, you use the same thing with healthcare.gov mm-hmm. at some point a voice was allowed at the table amid the programmers and the you know the the internet the architects right a voice was allowed into the mix mm-hmm. which corrupted the whole thing but you can't shut that voice down. You have to just... Well, right. And there had to have been like an Ember's New Clothes type of situation where there had to be people there that knew that this thing was not ready for prime time. That knew that this was going to be laughed out of the room. They had to know and either didn't say anything because it wasn't an environment where they felt like they could say anything or they did say something and they were ignored. Right. Or they There's... said... or they Yeah, right. Or Because they... this very clearly like... There were people testing this who knew that this was not okay. Well, yeah. And I guess this is about, it's a lesson in speaking up. You know, a lot of these people at Google make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, remember I had to write, I had to write editorials endorsing psychotics. Yep. Which is much under the same rubric of this, which was to fend off the wolves, you know. Right. And... 
I refused to do it. And then was told I'm going to do it, or essentially, I'm out. Right. And we couldn't afford to be out. Right. So out went the editorials. Exactly. Um. So yeah, but but it's 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 totally corrupted, and it's which is hilarious because it's just hilarious. Now another big thing that happened was Taylor Lorenz, wearing a mask, had a a, a like lunch or double interview or had a, an interview with Chaya Rachek of tip, lives lives of TikTok, and I don't know what it was. I don't know how it got set up, but. It's essentially half debate, but half Taylor Lorenz, who I've got to tell you, it comes out looking better now. Mm-hmm. She actually is good at the fundamentals of reporting. Now, she always, she's not obviously going to st- follow a story to where it leads her. She's, um, she's not an honest broker. Of course not. But just watching her do the mechanics was good because if you you would think that she was, you put her and Hillary Chabot together. Hillary Chabot, who used to work at the Herald, mm-hmm. with me. You what? They're doing the same thing. They're being conversational. They're putting premises down, premises, whatever, and they're going back and forth. It's you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of reminds me of the same style, except for Hillary would follow the story to where it went because Hillary was an honest person. Well, yeah, and didn't I don't even know if she has like a team, but Hillary Shabo broke the Liz Warren Indian stuff, mm-hmm. and really, in a perfect world really put her to shame publicly. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Going back and forth with Liz in a, a, a scrum. Taylor Lorenz ran circles around Chirachik in this in this thing, except for one part, really. Right. Um it, Well, I think Chirachik too, and I like her a lot. Like we discovered her account. A really long time ago before kind of it was as big as it is because it was the absolute best place to get the most insane clips of things of liberal people it became the go-to for hack talk radio too yeah because it was just unbelievable you had all these like trans organisms you know talking about like holding the kids by the hand and this and that Mm -hmm. and i think She's really interesting because I don't think she's quite ready for like antagonistic interviews. Not that I mean this was fairly friendly, but like well, obviously it was a friendly. Um, I mean, it didn't get like emotionally. It, there were smiles, yeah. and feminine, yeah. and, fr- and, and giddy. Yeah, but that's 
there were daggers. Yeah, it, but I, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to imply that anybody like acted rude during this or something. So by antagonistic, I don't mean that. But clearly, Taylor Lawrence has an agenda that's the opposite of hers. And clearly, I mean, she doxed her, basically, mm-hmm. is the person who exposed who she was when she was trying to keep her anonymity. I think this account got bigger than she realized that it would, Hyaratchik. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't think she was like ready to debate this. Like I think she believes it and she thinks it's mm-hmm. true, but I just don't think she's had enough practice with the like speaking and debating end of it. Totally great. You know what I mean? Like you said while we were <laughs> listening to it, you're like Ann Coulter would have like eaten Taylor Lawrence for breakfast in yes. this in this interview. Like <coughs> She just she wasn't as quick on her feet verbally as I think she is on Twitter. And in that, I mean, there are some people who are just really good at Twitter who aren't good at the speaking part. Oh, totally. And that's totally Steve Miller. Right. So I don't know if she's like that or if she's just like not in practice for that. I think she's she's not. I think she's not. I mean, and I don't know if she wants to be in practice for that, but she did not. She did not come across like somebody who's polished and used to speaking about these issues she came across like almost like normal person blase like she wasn't sure why she was being asked these questions right although she agreed to be there and right. so she was and com- she was wearing her taylor lorenz crying t-shirt so right. i mean so you think that if you're if you got the dunk on taylor shirt then you'd got the dunk on taylor skills and she didn't doesn't right so but like you said aside from this one part of the interview right where I'm more, uh, am I starting to have a thing for Taylor Lorenz? You do like crazy. I do like crazy. She is crazy. But here's where, um, so essentially, Taylor Lorenz won all eight rounds, and then, um, and then Chaya, Kaya, no- I think. Kaya, whatever, knocked her out in the ninth. I think we should give kids porn in school. The the images of the gay sex. So I had public, again, I went to public school, and in public school, at least when I was growing up, we were absolutely given um, literature, you know, explaining sex, educating people. And pictures of, like, anal sex? Oh, absolutely. And it actually talked about condom use. What grade? Yeah, mostly, when she said, mostly not. I don't remember, but certainly, probably middle school. I think that's when we had sex ed. Um, so you think nobody's showing you pictures of anal sex she, in middle school. Right, sex she keeps to trying to conflate the two she, uh, of all this porn stuff for kids as just being sexual education, which is Taylor either being obstinate, stubborn, or just simply insane. Right. I can tell you, and we have a child who took middle school sex ed this year, and we hear about everything that happens at our daughter's school, sometimes multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, but we hear all the gossip, all the things that happen. If she had been shown images like the ones in these books, we would have absolutely heard about it in depth. Oh my God, <laughs> of course, of course. This book is gay. We should give that to kids in school. I have not read those books, so I don't know. But I do think that it's important to educate kids about sexuality, if nothing else, because you know, I have spoken to women um, that were abused uh, sexually when they were young, very young. And one thing that they've told me is that they wish that they had the language to talk about it. And they weren't edu- This is a pretty damn beautiful stretch. We have to show them pictures of all the sex and porn so that they can use their words accurately when they're talking about their sexual abuse. Also, like, isn't that like kind of weirdly victim blamey? 
Yes. Like, they hadn't seen enough porn, so that's why they were sexually abused. They didn't know. What? Like, how is that yeah. okay? They've grown up in a, you know, I only know two that I've spoken to about this, but they've grown up in sort of societies where they weren't very educated about sex ed. They didn't receive sex ed in class. They went to a Catholic school or other types of schooling. And so I do think it's really important for kids to understand sex because, as we all know, a lot of teenagers can be sexually active. And I think sex education is important to promote, you know, healthy attitudes, healthy understandings of sex. So once again, if if Kaya was quicker and smarter on these things, she would have, accept no premise. That's the first rule. Accept no premise. Sex ed is really important because kids are sexually active. We're talking about showing porn to kids. Yeah. But she does come around and she gets it. Bodies. You can't just expect to send kids off at 18 with absolutely no sex ed and then think that they can function in the world. So we should give kids um, like pictures of gay sex in, in middle school and actually elementary school. I guess I'm wondering what you consider that. I think Do you that- want to see a picture? Well, I don't know, but um, I mean, I, are you talking about the ones that you've posted on, yeah. on your Twitter account? I guess those don't look like what I received when I did sex ed, but I think sex ed is, is important because it, it actually helps. So you didn't have those types of things when you were in school? Oh, no, we had sex ed. I'm I mean, saying the images not, I posted on my not, Twitter. Did you, when you had sex ed in school, did you not get books with, with graphic with imagery? With pictures of gay sex? I remember, I, I don't know, I, can't, I don't remember how old you are, but I grew up in the 90s when... HIV and AIDS is a big thing, and we certainly learned about gay sex in school. So you, so those pictures are posted on my Twitter. She is a whack a doodle. <laughs> Tom, no. you grew up when HIV and AIDS was a big thing. Did they show you pictures of gay sex at your school? Absolutely. Yep. They, <laughs> they act, brought two guys in actually and acted out in front of us. Interpretive danced uh, the gay sex. You had graphics like that? I actually that. don't know. I haven't. I I don't remember to be honest. But I do think that it's really important to. But educate knowing those kids. pictures, you seem to know very well what my, those pictures are. Do I don't. That? I've seen oh, you kept referencing. Well, I've seen you post things, well, but I, I don't pull know. It up. Um, Wouldn't the message of the '90s have been, although though the danger was mostly over by then wouldn't mm-hmm. the message that you'd want to tell kids in sex ed when everybody's dying of sex is don't have sex you would think so yes but i think yeah i guess i feel because we need to put this into context yeah she's finding a picture to show taylor well we won't know the context of course because we don't know the context of how those things are being taught now that i've no. heard everywhere from people on the left yeah and now here's where Kaya gets good, actually. We need to know the context of why the adult is flating a minor. We yeah, need to context. see how, what's all about context. In which way is it taught? Oh, so we could give kids, like, pictures of gay sex as long as it's in the proper context? I don't know. I mean, it's up to the educator to determine, right? I don't The educator. This is the, uh, the other activist with um, multiple credentials. That's what the educator is. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of curious why you sort of focus so much about the LGBT. You keep mentioning gay sex, but you don't mention straight sex. Why is there such a focus on the LGBTQ world? Oh, I don't want pictures of sex in school. Any pictures. So you don't think children should receive any sort of sexual education, straight or gay? I said I don't want pictures of sex in school. But you think that they should receive picture-free sex education? I know. I think we discussed this earlier. Okay. Yeah. Here, this is the blue dome. Showing her the phone, the picture of the Hummer. What? I don't know what book this is from. Gender queer. Okay. So should this picture of a blowjob be in elementary schools? I've never seen a book like that in elementary schools, but I have no idea. It has been. Okay. 
So tell me a little bit so about. Should it be an I have no idea the context. I have no so idea. The context. Well, <laughs> can't the default be that no, no blue jump pictures in? Well, what's the context? No, how about not? I have absolutely no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I would not. I, I don't know, Kai, because I haven't seen the rest of that book. I don't know what's in there. I don't but, know the but there is a context that it would be okay to give kids pictures like that of gay sex, anal sex, and anal I guess sex. I guess sex pictures in school. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, you know who I would defer to on that? Just because neither of us are sex educators. I would defer that question to a qualified professional, a sex educator, and say, First of all, you just have to be a human being. That's right. it. Right. Also, I don't know that there's like super stringent requirements for sex educators. They're not like experts no, in something. Or life coaches. They I'm just, a sex educator. <laughs> they just have teaching degrees. A lot of times they're the PE teachers too. Like they're just random people with teaching degrees. They're not like they haven't like studied all this developmental stuff about like human sexuality. Say, hey, you're an expert. You've treated tons, you know, you've educated tons of people. You're a full-time sex educator. You've really studied this. What are the appropriate boundaries? I don't think that myself as a journalist or a media personality, I don't think I'm the right one to make that decision. And I guess... I do like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a journalist. I know absolutely nothing about anything. I just, I absolutely could not tell you. And it's such a weird, like, deference to expertise. And I think a lot of people on the left have this. And I think, you know... Some people, I think COVID cured them of this, right? Like this sense that you're just like, you have to just do what the experts say. But there is this thing where like people just assume that if somebody has like a fancy degree or doctor as a title or like, you don't say that they're like, oh, you're an expert. Okay, read my child porn. You're the expert. I will cut my daughter's breasts off. Okay. Okay, experts. I have seen sex educators say that they they want these these books in in schools. So then you're okay with it? I think I would want to talk to the sex educator and rely on whatever the sex educators say. I'm wondering why you feel like you're qualified to be a sex educator when you have no background in that. Uh, I don't want to be a sex educator. I just don't want to give kids porn in school. I totally understand. Um, okay, Alice, what is the hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, of course. Uh, they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, where you can leave a message for the show. <laughs> Sally! Hold. Oh, well, she's fine. Well, Tom, I... Listen to your um, all you can eat podcast yeah. and your tripe fest. Yes, with Sam. I just wanted to suggest there's a there's a place in Peabody called Marano's. Ooh, ooh! And they have tripe. I think once is it once a month? I think it's typically on Tuesday, like Tripe Tuesday. But I don't know. Hmm. exactly what Tuesday of the month they have it. They try to do it once a month, though. It's just a suggestion for I that. will check this out. Marano's Trattoria, 637 Lowell Street, Peabody. Thank you for the tip. That is great. Things called Trattoria generally are good. Me and Sap actually talked about this. Oh, really? Do you no. disagree? Oh, Listen to the All You Can Eat podcast okay. with me and Sap, okay. who's trying to edge Alice out of her gig, by the That's- way. 
vicious. Okay. I will check that out, man. Thank you for the tip. Oh, that's great. My brother will be thrilled, too. He's just steps away. Uh, I'm sorry. And sorry. And sorry. And here we go. A message from President Donald Trump, Alice. Oh, wow. Tom, you never know. You just never know. (laughs) That's not bad. That sounds more like Trump, some might say, than my Trump. That's almost anything. Sounds more like Trump than your Trump. They call her Sick Alice. Mm -hmm. Lion Sick Alice. I don't know what that is, but it's not a Trump. But good, that's good. Hi, BBs. It's hey. Les calling like into me. the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Mm. I'm just following up on some of Tom's questions uh, from my message on Friday. Yes, Tom, it was I who I think you are calling the cleavage champion mm-hmm. from that going away party for Michael Graham that at was... Ken's Steakhouse. Yes. When he was moving to Atlanta out of TKK. That's right. It was the first time that I met. I never forget a cleavage, Alice. You in person <laughs> and him in person. And yes, it in that evening, I did want to look sexy. So I had go. a top showing the Cleveland and <laughs> I guess it worked for your notification. Your notice? Absolutely. I sure hope that you remembered my name from that evening and not just the characterization of Cleavage Champion. But but both are good, Leslie. It's absolutely apropos to this conversation. So that's great. Um, the other thing I hope you noticed is that I was wearing jeans on the bottom because the other challenge for us is balancing the sexiness on the top and the bottom to just not come across is absolute whores. Uh, So yes, that was me and your memory is still (laughs) intact. The other thing I want to mention is that I don't know what the hell you were trying to ask Alice after um, the chat chat, but I can tell you right now, no, your wife has never seen my rack. Oh. And she hasn't touched my rack. Whoa. Don't ask See? those questions again. Very strong Love denial. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very strong denial. Alice? True I, or false? It's true. Alice? It's true. Mm. It's true. Getting, we now have two people saying the same I'm thing. I'm getting an energy from you. Mm. I'm just saying no. that. No. So Vice Magazine is no lo- is no more. Yeah, the website shut down recently. So sad. It's no more. It's 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 a, quite a wonder from from its beginnings to, to today. What a rapid change it's has happened to it. It was started by Gavin McGinnis and changed some... a lot. Wait, was... Gavin McGinnis was vice. Yeah, that's how he made his money initially. But he I sold thought it was it. part of that yeah. thing in Canada. That was like a bunch of them. That was vi- holy hell. Bodies of his, and then he was kicked out. I don't know why he was kicked out, but from everything I've I've heard and gathered. It was not a happy being let, let out of that uh, company. But um, a wise man once said, everything woke turns to Yes. And here's an example. It's true. Absolutely. If that's not the like, greatest slogan ever made. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Um, hey. I'm um, sitting... In a chair that I purchased, in clothes that I purchased with 
money I worked for um, on uh, land that was once ah. under two miles of ice. And as the glacier slowly receded oh my goodness. Um, towards Canada, it left behind uh, rocks and dirt. It left behind... Tom doesn't believe in glaciers, I don't think. I don't believe that they're anything like they're supposed to be, but it did leave... This New England is just filthy with rocks and stupid kettle ponds and all the other crap. When is Google going to wake up to reality? <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just can't get it through my head. It seems like they always put their foot in it. Yeah. They, they jump in with both feet without testing the water at all. Right. And then they try to swim back and make sense of getting to the edge of the pool, but they never really do. No. They never make it back. No, it's a great point. It's so embarrassing. And, it, and now I feel like, Alice, they're trapped in their own... They're going to have to shut down this whole AI. They oh, can't keep having this out. And I think its problems are kind of too big to fix. I saw that uh, the Daily Mail wrote an article and it said uh, President Biden claims that the 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 reason for his uh, his successful and happy marriage was good sex. And I immediately thought, this is a guy who most likely has sex with underage girls. That's Hell, we know what he did with his daughter in the shower. Damn creep. Gross. Pedo. We do know he's very gropey to people. We know that. You show me Jill from 1974, and that is obviously she's hot. But any guy like that, I'm telling you, any guy like that who's mm -hmm. hears his own bluster and blow-to-heartedness, who's a, a guy who's... Uh, a grifter like Biden has been, who's vain like he has been with all the hair plugs and all the other things, et cetera. Right. A dude like that likes validation. And I, he hasn't been busted with a chick, I guess, but I certainly see it. Thank you so much for the messages and everything, guys. Um, we will talk to you soon. We're not going to do the extra show tonight because it's late, late, late. Um, and... Um, Somebody in the chat asking about Peter's arms. He's swaddled right now. That's all. Yeah, yeah. he's like a little warm. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you again tomorrow. If you want to join patreon.com slash burn barrel or burnbarrelpodcast.com. Oh, by the way, by the way, new merch coming soon. New, new merch, merch coming soon. Coming soon. I would just say that. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.